Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. Penis extensions don't work, a study finds. Guns N' Roses is suing a brewery over its Guns N' Roses beer. And Ireland's first ever alcohol-free bar is officially open. These are the weird stories for Tuesday. This is Weird AF News, the only weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. This is Jonesy, the host. Let's do it. A study shows that penis extensions don't work, apparently. Well, that's a letdown. Especially when you spend all that money to make your penis nice and big and girthy. (laughs) Sorry, is that too detailed? So, this is a concern. Not for me, because I'm broke, but, I mean, some people are thinking about doing this. You should know, procedures to make penises larger do not work, and they're, quote, ineffective and risky. They leave many men physically or psychologically scarred, a new study reports. One expert says these procedures should almost never be carried out and that men are being exploited by charlatan doctors. Yeah, I mean, we're all being exploited by charlatans. <laughs> it's like... So apparently there is scant evidence that the range of procedures that men undergo in a bid to enlarge their penis actually produce that result, according to the review. The treatments carry a high risk of complications, including permanent numbness. Oh, that's bad. Most men who undergo penile extensions are dissatisfied with with the results afterward, they say. The review found overall treatment outcomes were poor, with low satisfaction rates and significant risk of major complications, including, check this out, penile deformity. Oh, that's not good. I mean, who cares if your penis is huge, if it's just, if it's in the shape of a Q, no one wants that. (laughs) Ew, it's like an elephant man penis. Yeah, but it's longer. Here's another... Here's another complication that's reported. Penile shortening, which is the opposite of what you just paid for. That's a problem. And erectile dysfunction is common, apparently. Which is like, who cares how big it is if the thing can't work, you know? It's all a wash. (laughs) These findings are outlined in a new paper in the Sexual Medicine Reviews Journal. In case you guys are into serious sexual medicine... These procedures should almost never be done, says one doctor, and they can cost from fifty to $70,000. Often the man ends up with a penis that is disfigured. There is no more than a 20% satisfaction rate with these kinds of procedures. Oh boy. The two commonest involve injections of dermal fillers into the penis, in case you're wondering and an operation called suspensory ligament incision, in which the surgeon makes a cut above the penis and divides the ligament that anchors it. Wow. The study shows that the vast majority of men who may wish to have their penis made longer actually have a penis of completely normal length, but they're often made to feel that their penis is too small. Yeah, of course. Our culture does that. Our culture is like built on like making us feel like crap about our bodies and minds and careers and bank accounts and all that shit. They're like, is, is your husband not handsome? Do you not have a six pack? Do you not have a, this brand new car in your garage? What about a yard? <laughs> We're going to make you feel like crap. So you go out there and spend $50,000 to make your average size penis bigger than it needs to be. Because you feel awful and inadequate. 
This is how it works. One doctor says, this is a bunch of charlatans out there preying on these vulnerable men by offering them procedures that actually have no value because they have an average penis as it is. Yes, of course. This is how they, this is how they do it. They, they do this with boobs. There's ass implants. Man, I mean, call them charlatans. It's just like they're not any more, you know, evil than the rest of every industry out there that's trying to sell you something, make you feel bad about the way that you look, you know? It's everywhere. You gotta you, you gotta feel good about yourself and your own penis size from within. The culture isn't gonna make you feel good about that. You gotta work on yourself, man. You gotta figure that out for yourself. And you can't listen to the charlatans and the media and the advertising agencies out there because they're gonna make you feel like you got an insufficient penile. And then you're gonna go get the procedure. And then it's going to be disfigured and dysfunctional. Stupid. Pay that money. (laughs) Feel good about your peniles, guys. That's what I'm here to say to you. Weird AF News, you know. We're all about making making each other feel good. Bucking each other up, as they say. You know? And if you don't feel good about your penis, you know, wake up every day and look at your penis and go, you know what? I love you. And you look great, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) After a while, you start to believe it. Then you won't have to go out there and pay one of these charlatans. And studies show you that people aren't satisfied anyways with this procedure. I bet the same thing is not true with breast implants. I bet you most people are satisfied with that. Every woman I've ever met that's had a breast implant, after, right afterward, is like, check it out. You want to touch them, see them? Very, very pleased. I've never seen someone with a penile extension operation. Anybody have one? Please call. I want to know how it works. Six four six four five zero twenty twelve. I want to know your your experience. Did I say this already? How much did it cost? What was the preparation? Did it hurt? Why did you get it? How do you feel about it now? I would love to interview somebody who had this. So, give me a call. Guns and Roses is suing a brewery over its Guns and Rose beer. The rock band Guns and Roses is accusing a Colorado brewery of pigging back of piggybacking off their fame to sell beer and sell some merchandise. The band filed a trademark infringement lawsuit against Colorado-based Oscar Blues Brewery, which sells Guns N' Rose beer and merchandise and bandanas the group say are associated with singer Axl Rose. Well, you know, it's not called Guns N' Roses beer. It's Guns N' Rose. So I think you're in the clear there. But you can't really sell merchandise and bandanas like with the group name on it. Or like Axl Rose is, you know, part of the sort of the merch theme, I guess. I don't know. The complaint says that they've applied to trademark Guns and Rose last year and they abandoned the effort after the band objected. And then the brewery still went on with it. Uh that's kind of like a slap to the face in the band. They're like, you know what? You're going to object to that. Well, then we're going to do it anyways. I almost don't blame them because the band is pretty lame for... It's not Guns and Roses. It's Guns and Rose. It's just different. Now, I know we're splitting hairs here, but like when you're dealing with legalities, hair splitting is enough usually to get the job done and get yourself off the hook. I don't agree with them selling merch on the side, though, that's like related to the band that's just wrong just stick with the beer man you should be able to call your beer whatever the hell you want for the most part the band wants a court court order blocking the brewery from misappropriating its name destroying the products and turning over profits 
<laughs> turn over the profits from all that <laughs> the four hundred dollars in beer that you sold. <laughs> like, oh man. I guess when you're famous, this is one of the problems you gotta deal with is people appropriating your your brand and making money off it. But I feel like this this brewery should have their beer. Just don't sell the merch. I mean, but then again, I'm a reasonable individual, and when you're dealing with lots of money, nobody's reasonable. That's the problem. I mean, my philosophy is, live and let die. You know what I'm saying? What I think is, this brewery needs to exercise a little patience. Yeah. I've been walking the streets at night. Just trying to get it right. It's hard to see you with so many around. You know I don't like being stuck in the ground, but the streets... You guys like that? Am I, am I killing it or what? <laughs> On the night train! My favorite GNR song is one that's not that popular, and it's, um, it goes, um... I used to love her, but I had to kill her. Right? Is that... <laughs> It's because I'm a nice guy. What's your favorite GNR song? I want to know. Another beer-related story. Ireland's first ever alcohol-free bar officially opens. County Limerick, Ireland. Oh, Ireland has opened its first alcohol-free bar in the entire country. <laughs> According to the Limerick leader, the nun's room was unveiled Friday. It will cater to the needs of non-drinkers as well as anyone who wants to have a social evening and drive home without the usual stresses that are involved in with going to a pub in a rural area. <laughs> I can't keep going with this. It's hard. That was pretty good, though, right? My Irish accent. The nun's room is what it's called. The bar's owner told that he believes there is a massive market for this type of establishment, saying there are plenty of people who want to just get out of the house and enjoy or drink or have a nice meal. Yeah. Well, just like England, Ireland, everything happens at the pub. You know, that's the center of social gatherings. And so if you're a non-drinker, you you know, and you decide that forever you're never going to go to the pub again because you've got to stay away from liquor, this is a way for you to still go and be social. I think this is a great thing. Choices. We should all have choices, you know. I'm, um, I'm dealing with a uh, stomach issue, acid reflux and all that crap, and so I've had to sort of remove some alcohol from my diet recently, beer, red wine, which I love, you know, and, but I still should be able to be social. I should be able to go out somewhere and get something else, you know, and still hang out with my friends instead of being stuck at home. And this is a way for people to do that. A, a pub for all non-drinkers, you don't, they don't even serve alcohol at this pub, I assume. So even if you have a drinking problem, you may want to go to a regular pub and still maybe you order non-alcoholic beer. Still might be a problem for you to be around real beer and real alcohol. I would imagine not all people who have, you know, gone through an addiction and conquered it can handle this kind of environment, you know. It takes a very strong will. So why not just have a bar that you don't have to deal with that problem. It's just all non-alcoholic. The Nun's Room. It's a funny name for it, I have to say. Anytime none is in the title of a of a bar, I think that's hilarious. The bar's name is actually inspired by the building's history. By coincidence, the bar was the very room that the nuns in the convent used to chill out in after a hard day's work. 
I wonder if the nuns in Ireland have beer too. I bet you they do. The bar owner, owner reportedly said that there's been a change in drinking culture throughout the country, which promoted his decision to venture into the business of non-alcoholic beverages. From the research, we found that all the big drink drinking companies are now spending a fortune researching low alcohol and zero alcohol drinks. They're not doing that for nothing, so they know it's coming. They know it's down the tracks. There's going to be a range of beverages available at this bar, in case you're wondering. The Nun's Room. Some of the offerings, non-alcoholic beers, non-alcoholic wines, spirits, cocktails. They'll also serve high-quality fruit-based drinks, juices, protein shakes, health and wellness drinks, coffee and tea. Delicious. I like all that shit. The bar even welcomes children. Hey, here you go. A bar that you can bring your kids to. That's another perk. I didn't think of that one. I mean, you could bring your kid to the regular bar. You know, you just got to keep an eye on them. Because those kids like to sneak behind the bar and hit the tap. You know what I'm saying, guys? <laughs> Strangers giving them shots, you know? According to Eater, there are actually multiple sober bars across the U.S., including, but not limited to, non-alcoholic bars in Maine, Illinois, Michigan, and New York. Have any of you ever been to one of these? I've never heard of them in the U.S. I would check it out. My drink of choice at bars recently has just been club soda lime. <laughs> That's been my thing. It still looks like I'm drinking like a, a vodka tonic, right? Or a gin and tonic. But, I'm, you know, I'm really not. I'd like to see one of these places, though. What I'm not going to enjoy, though, is what's going to happen. You know this is going to happen. You're going to go to these non-alcoholic things, and they're going to charge you like an arm and a leg for a soda, which is just ridiculous. It's going to be like $8 for the soda. You're like, come on! Because that's what the regular bars do. You go get a PBR. What's it cost for a PBR outside of a bar? Nothing. A dollar, right? You go to the bar, they're like, $7 for the PBR. You're like, really? So I'm afraid that this is going to happen with these bars as well. You'll be paying way too much for apple juice. You know what I'm saying? Or like the smoothie will be $13. Like, all right, easy with the smoothie that's $13, okay? I have a drinking problem. You're not helping. <laughs> well, I have to say, in a country like Ireland, this is going to be kind of a... Um, I don't know if this this bar is going to be filled with people at all. I think it's going to be pretty empty. Because <laughs> everybody in Ireland drinks, right? To not drink in Ireland is like you get a social stigma attached to you, I'd imagine. Oh, did you hear about Molly? Oh, she quit the Guinness for good. She's hanging out at the, at the nun's room. She's hanging with the nuns. I'm trying to make this funny, but it's lame. I think the best part about this story was my pretty amazing Irish accent to kick it off. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This time! <laughs> What's up? Any opportunity I get to do Axl Rose impressions? One eight seven seven cars for kids. K a r s cars for kids. <laughs> Is that ridiculous? I'm sorry. I know some of you are annoyed by my singing, but it's just for today. Um, Axl Rose was in the news. We had to 
had to squeeze that lemon for all it's worth. Thanks for listening to Weird AF News. I want to thank those of you who called as well, including Dallas from Minnesota, Jay from Sacramento, a couple of my all-stars from going way back, total OGs. And Jay, as he mentioned, uh, supports the Patreon. You should, too. Go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews to do so. Also, you can reach out to me by calling 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at funnyjones and on Twitter at funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Reach out to me. Say what's up. Send me a picture of your chin just for the hell of it. I don't know. I'm just being weird. I know it's been a long time since I called, man, but I listen every day. You know me, man. I'm a Patreon, so of course I'm going to listen every day. Yeah, so, you know, I just wanted to call and comment about the the gator in the pants. (laughs) Yeah, man, I got to agree with you. That was an awesome story. So here's what I was wondering. Um... You were saying, like, yeah, how are they going to hide a gator? How is she going to hide a gator in her pants? Blah, 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 blah. And I agree with you at first, but then I think I heard, I'm not sure, I think I heard the gator was only, what, a foot long? So I wonder what the diameter of that gator was, because, I don't know, maybe she keistered it. <laughs> I've heard um, prisoners in, in prison keister things quite a bit larger than that. So uh, keister all kind of stuff, so... Shoot, maybe they even keistered them a gator. You know, one of them prisoners might have wanted a pet. Or maybe he wanted a delicacy for dinner that night. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, maybe that's how she had the gator hidden and no one could see it until she brought it out. Because, personally, I'm with you. Um, someone got the gator in their yoga pants. I don't have to ask the question. Is there anything else? I'd be like, is that a gator in your pants or are you just happy to see me? Ah, the evolution of the anus. A classic Trump biopic, if I've ever heard one. Hey, Jonesy, this is Dallas from Minnesota. Say, about that uh, Burger King unhappy meal, I I agree with you, it's stupid. But uh, um, to give you a little bit more details on it, I heard about this about a week ago. Um, It's only in four cities, but it's actually, I think, only in four restaurants. So it's not even like every restaurant in those cities. It's uh, um, it's only like certain restaurants. Maybe they're like cor- corporate-owned restaurants or stuff like that, not franchise-owned. Um, and for money, I can't remember the amount. I, I I've been working 90 hours a week the past month, and uh, this week I'm going to top over 100 for the second time this month. So my mind's numb on facts and figures half the time. But uh, uh, I remember that uh, Burger King gave a one-time donation. So it's not even like per time that people buy these meals. It's a one-time donation to that company, whatever that company does. I don't even know what that company does, but it's uh, just a one-time donation. Um, So yeah, it's it's stupid. I don't think it's really going to bring extra money of course i did eat at burger king just the other day so maybe it will <laughs> um it's uh um just like you said it, it it doesn't really correlate 
mental illness. Instead, it correlates a 20-something-year-old who feels good about buying something that represents their mood for some reason. You know, that's someone who just isn't mature enough and bright enough to yet to, to realize that, that they're living in la-la land. You know, so totally agree with you. Waste of time, and it's stupid. Yay! <laughs>